Okay. Well, extremely proud of the way our team, uh, you know, came out Saturday night. We played with a lot of energy, a lot of juice, and uh, we played a physical game, which we want to be about. I'm extremely uh, pleased with the way we handle adversity. My favorite sequence of the game uh, was our special teams mistake uh, that turned into a touchdown. And then we responded the very next series with our offense marching down and scoring a touchdown and, and tying the game up seven to seven. Uh, that was my favorite moment of the whole game. Showed, uh, you know, what our team's been about in 2020, just responding uh, to every setback uh, that's been put in front of us. And so I think that uh, that whole scenario and that, uh, uh, that, that situation and sequence of, uh, of a series uh, just really uh, uh, is, what, is what this season's been all about. And so just extremely proud of those guys, how they handle adversity. And there's going to be more adversity that's coming up. Every game's not going to be perfect. We know that. Uh, there's never been a perfect game played ever uh, at any level of football, and including this, this upcoming Saturday. We're going to make mistakes. They're going to make some plays and we're going to have to respond and how we respond will dictate if we win or lose the football game. So I was very proud of our guys for, for how they responded in, in that moment. Uh, we have tons of improvement to make and we're excited to get back to work. We're excited to get back to work. Uh, and we're glad we're making all these improvements, um, you know, after going one or no, uh, but we know we can, we can get better on offense, on defense and on special teams. And we are uh, right now uh, in the process of making those changes, those improvements, and trying to grow as a coaching staff and grow as players uh, going into our, our week two. You know, I just want to, uh, you know, give a huge, uh, huge shout out to Dylan Morris, his first college football game. Think about that. His first college football game uh, was played this last Saturday, starting quarterback for University of Washington, no turnovers, no sacks. Uh, we were 50% on third down, 100% on, on fourth down, and he led our team uh, to victory. I was just ex extremely pleased uh, with the play of our starting quarterback in his first ever college football game. Uh, you know, from a strategic standpoint, I just want to just want to point this out here before I open this up to, to questions. Thought a lot about this and, you know, how, how this is, thing has gone on for years. I've seen different head coaches do it different ways. But from a strategic standpoint, we are never going to talk about guys that haven't played, uh, why they why they didn't play, who's injured, who's not injured. I'm just not going to discuss any of those. So if you guys want to save those questions, uh, you, you might want to erase those questions right now so you guys can ask something else. Um, it has nothing to do about me trying to hide anything. It's just more from a strategic standpoint for our opponents. We read the news of, of, of our opponents' injuries and what's going on with them, and I know they do the same. And so that's the only reason we're doing that. Um, so we will not be discussing anything um, of that nature. Now, what we will do, if there ever is a very serious injury during a game day, uh, which we did not have this last Saturday, and it's obviously very apparent that something happened, I will definitely address that once we get the information. Uh, so that's just how we'll do things uh, here moving forward. So, all right, with that, we'll open up to questions. All right. Uh, our first question is from Dave Mahler. He'll be followed by Christian Capel. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, Jimmy, uh, going back to Dylan's game, uh, obviously had some tough drops by some wide receivers as well. Uh, there, there were a couple, I think, in the southeast corner, uh, one to Rome and one to Ty that kind of just, you know, from the basic eye looked like they could have been touchdowns. 
Uh, did you kind of sense that same thing uh, that maybe there could have been some extra meat on that bone, I guess there. And then what'd you make it just the wide receiver play overall in the game on Saturday? Yeah. So you are correct. Those are two uh, balls that we should have caught. Um, and those should be two touchdown uh, uh, throws that should be added to our, our freshman quarterback there. There's no question. Our receivers need to play better. It's no secret. Uh, they, they know they need to play better. They blocked extremely well. I think you guys saw that on, on Saturday night. I was very happy about that besides the one holding call. Um, and we made a couple of catches here and there, but our play there has got to be better. Uh, we are going to continue to move forward to, to keep getting those guys better. I know Coach Adams is is coaching those guys up, and, and we're trying to put them in situations where they can catch footballs and, and make plays for our team. But there's no question that unit has to play better. All right, we'll go to Christian and then Ruth. Go ahead, Christian. Hey, Jimmy, um, what, whatever the, the cause of Kevin Thompson's unavailability on Saturday, how much of a factor was that in, in the quarterback competition and, and in your decision um, to, to go with Dylan? Yeah, you all, you know, all four, four guys, I mean, really did a great job during training camp and it could have gone, could have gone either way. And, uh, you know, Dylan with his leadership skills and the way he was way to, uh, way to operate our offense during training camp and, make plays and also limit mistakes um, is the reason he got the edge. All right, we'll go to Ruth and then Lauren Kirschman. Go ahead, Ruth. Yeah, Jimmy, um, back to Dylan again. Uh, you know, now that, uh, you know, the playbook's pretty much opened up and, uh, you know, we've seen what he can do with his feet. I mean, are you kind of thinking of giving him the green light to, to run a little bit more if he needs to? Yes, we will always, uh, you know, whatever a defense is going to be to give us and presents us, we'll d devise a game plan uh, to make sure uh, we put them on their heels. And so what you guys saw Saturday night was, you know, something that we thought we could do against that defense on that night and, and in those conditions. Uh, when we see another defense that we feel we can get an advantage on, um, if that's with the quarterback running, if that's with receivers running back running or if that's if we're in uh, no back uh, no back formation and and throwing the ball 10 times in a row whatever we think we need to do that's what I love about our offense is we're going to be multifaceted and uh, we'll be able to devise a game plan uh, that we feel will put us in position to win the football game all right Lauren then Lars go ahead Lauren Hey, Jimmy, we saw a little bit of what Trent McDuffie can do as a returner uh, what do you like about him in that role yeah, what an exciting part of the game uh, that was. Uh, we, I was so excited that uh, that Trent was uh, was back there and uh, learning how to be, become a punt returner. Coach Bonoff is our, our return uh, coach, and he's just so natural, so explosive. We saw him in practice uh, making guys miss and, and, and causing our, our scout team issues. So we knew it was going to happen in a game. I think teams here moving forward are definitely going to have to make sure uh, – uh, that they don't outkick their coverage and they're going to have to know uh, where 22 is and make sure they got guys that can tackle them. He's one of our fastest players on our team. He's sure handed. Uh, I'm extremely excited about what Trent is going to do in our return game. All right, Lars, and then Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Lars. Hey, coach. I'm just trying to get your thoughts on Zion's impact in the game. Just what did you see from him and what did he do in camp to get the opportunity? <laughs> Yeah, again, I, and I know you guys have heard it, but, you know, I always tell the team practice execution becomes game reality. 
and Zion and and the rest of that outside linebacker room uh, really affected our offense during training camp. And they did a really good job of rushing the passer and harassing the quarterback. Uh, of course, our, our quarterbacks were uh, not live for most of camp, but you could really feel them breathing down our quarterback's neck in training camp. And so it was no surprise to our coaching staff or our players that Zion had such a big game. Um, his pass rush moves are, are even better this year. His get off, which means his timing when the ball is snapped, is even is even uh, faster this year. Uh, just excited again to see him in game two and see how his game progresses. It wasn't all perfect. He made some big time splash plays, got a lot of things to clean up, um, and it's on it's on him and our coaches to to clean up those mistakes and uh, get him even better for game two against Arizona. All right, we'll go to Chris Fighters and Dan Raley. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, Jimmy, I, I thought it was interesting that the the other game ball went to Sean McGrew, obviously had a great game. We've talked all fall about how you really love the heavyweights. You love the, to play behind that big line and have those big guys hit the ball. But yet Sean was the one that, that got the ball with his play. Um, can you talk a little bit about that dynamic in the running back room and how you feel like you've been able to use the relative strengths of those guys to your advantage ultimately when you're trying to put together uh, a run attack like you have? Yeah, so – of, of course, we, we have a stable back there now, and we, we like to use those guys and keep those guys fresh and keep a fresh runner going at our, you know, at our opponents. Uh, but going back to Sean, he really had a big impact on the game. And, um, you know, as we we're as we we're looking through it, uh, probably should have had some more carries down the stretch for sure. But he had a he had an impact on the game that I that obviously you guys could see with his with his stats. He did a really good, nice job of setting up the blocks. Uh, turning on the juice when he had to, did a great job protecting the football, and of course getting in the end zone. Um, it's, it's just so excited about about the the spark that he gave us, and he gave us a huge spark. Uh, and then after we looked at it, you know what? Probably should have had some more touches down the stretch for sure. And we'll learn from that as a coaching staff. And um, and then also it could be another running back in another game that maybe has the hot hand. It could be one of those other talented guys we have back there. And if he has the hot hand, we'll we'll probably lean on him as well. Uh, but it was nice, you know, hammering that uh, our opponent with some bigger backs down the stretch. I think that did make a difference, especially in the time of possession and for our offense to be able to be on the field the most of uh, the second half. All right, Dan Raley, then Mike Farrell. Go ahead, Dan. Uh, Jimmy, well, I know you uh, mentioned you're not going to talk uh, specific names. of. How did I know you were going to ask this? Well, of course. I've <laughs> been around a long time. It's so funny. <laughs> well, go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No problem. Um, you were missing half of the starting front four on defense that, you know, according to the lineups that we had. And, and that has to be a concern when you go into a game missing half of a position area. Do you anticipate reinforcements coming soon? And, and how do you think they stood up with that quick shuffle at the end where you had to put in two different guys? Yeah, so um, we definitely need to play the run better, uh, which we did not play very well at all Saturday night. Uh, that was one of our keys of the game, and uh, we made some some uh, you know strategy uh, changes uh, throughout the game in the first, second quarter, and the third quarter uh, that really helped us, uh, which was a a huge boost to our defense after we made those adjustments. Ended up uh, you know shutting out Oregon State in the second half, scoring no points in the third and fourth quarter. Uh, but definitely we'd want to play better in the first and the second. Uh, but we, we like who we have. Uh, we, we made it out of the game healthy, and uh, we're excited to, 
to put some better film on tape this weekend, uh, making sure we don't give up those type of run yards. Do you anticipate you might have those other guys back sometime in the near future? We're looking forward to this Saturday and improving on what we, uh, you know, what we did, uh, the mistakes that we made this last Saturday. All right, we'll go to Mike Varel and Bill Swartz. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Jimmy, when, when you mentioned, you know, what you had to clean up in terms of the run defense, was it was it more of a fit thing or, or personnel or tackling or what would you kind of circle in, in terms of the things that needed to be cleaned up from the first half there going forward? Yeah, no, it, it was it was a it was a it was a couple of things. It was more of a fit issue, but also a technique issue. And uh, so, you know, Oregon State, they ran the ball the week before, you know, very well. And, they, and they've run the ball for the last couple of years now very well. You know, Spinney does a good job over there. Uh, you know, they're using two tight ends, one tight ends. And um, they, they do a nice job. And so they did some different things that uh, we haven't seen, which is which is typical. That's what a good that's what good, a good team does. They're, they're going to show you different pictures. Uh, we caught up to it. Uh, we got our guys on the sideline, coach them up, coach them to play it better. And obviously, uh, those adjustments uh, worked out for us in the second half. All right, Bill Swartz, then Anthony Edwards. Go ahead, Bill. Jimmy, congratulations on your first uh, UW head coaching victory. Uh, let me stay with the run defense. Uh, on those two crucial stops, third and fourth and inches, what were the key elements to that? And uh, what did that do for the psyche of your football team? Yeah, that was huge. And thank you, Bill, for the sentiment in the beginning there. Uh, that, that was huge. What, what a big-time deal. Uh, we had a lot of energy on the sideline during those moments. Uh, we wish Husky Nation was sitting in their seats. Uh, I think I think it would have been even easier for us to, to make those two critical stops uh, with Husky Nation yelling and screaming and being behind us. But uh, it, it was a huge part of the game. And, you know, as, as we you know sit here and point out the negatives of some of the stuff that our defense didn't accomplish, that was a huge positive. We shut them out in the second half, and uh, we didn't allow them to move the ball an inch on two plays uh, with one of the best running backs in our conference. It was a huge, huge energy, energy boost to our whole team. All right, Anthony, and then Masvida, go ahead, Anthony. Yeah, you guys really relied on the left side of your line behind Jackson and MJ. What did you see from them, and um, has what has MJ done to impress you throughout the fall camp and just the first week of the season? Yeah, I'm really impressed with that whole offensive line, just not the left side. I'm impressed with the right side. I'm impressed with our tight ends. Uh, if you guys have a chance, go back and watch Kate Ottenblock all night on Saturday night. That was impressive. Uh, but your question goes to MJ. Yeah, MJ is a huge human being, and um, he loves uh, he loves run blocking. Um, and uh, I know if I was a linebacker uh, playing for our opponents, I would want to make sure I get out of his way. He is a he is a monster, and he just continues to get better and better and better. Um, our whole line is playing uh, cohesive right now for such an early part of the season. Uh, you know, after just having one game under their belt, but they've practiced extremely well. Uh, our installs have been clean and crisp and clear, and um, I'm excited where that unit is going to finish at the end of the year. We still got some things to clean up, but what a great start for those guys. Hopefully I've got the order right, and it's Masvida and then Kim Grinnells. Go ahead, Mas. Yeah. Hey, Coach, we talked about uh, Ulo Fashio's play, and yet you gave the game ball to uh, Zion. What does that say about your linebacking core? So it's going to be announced here coming up. I'm not sure if it is or not. But, um, you know, so we have a different 
process. We have a different process of the way we, we, we do things, uh, you know, this year, but, uh, but Eddie, you know, is going to be our player of the game announced by the coaching staff. And so after we pour through the film and gone through the grades of where he's supposed to be, where he wasn't supposed to be mistakes, production, um, Eddie is our defensive player of the game. Uh, so that speaks volumes to our linebacker core. Uh, he was all over the field. He made two critical pass breakups in the final two minute drill. When, uh, when our opponent was down by six points, uh, he led us in tackles. And I believe he had four total pass breakups. Eddie was all over the field, just like he has been since the last half of the season in 2019. And what a great start for him in 2020. And then Zion. Right, Sorry, Jeff. The whole linebacking unit, can you just talk about the whole unit? Sorry, Jeff. I didn't mean to sneak a question in there. The whole unit, yeah. I'm uh, I mean, just overall, obviously, one of them, Eddie, just got player of the game, and, and his production speaks for itself. Um, and we've, we've had some other guys plug in there and, and rotate in that also uh, contributed to uh, to our performance as well. But in Eddie and including the rest of the guys, we got to get better. It was not a perfect game, and we'll continue to learn from our mistakes and also learn from the positive things we did. All right, uh, we'll go to Kim. Uh, the hands that are raised probably will be it for today. So uh, we'll cut it off the end of the list here. But go ahead, Kim, and then Tim Booth. Hey, Jimmy, you said early on when you were announced as the coach, you wanted to run an offense that you found difficult to defend. Uh, with that being said, can you elaborate a little bit more on run the damn ball and the use of uh, Jack Westover at fullback? We're not used to seeing fullbacks to this day and age. Yeah, isn't that a pretty thing? I love it. That's very hard to defend for defenses. Um, yeah, you know, it's uh, for an offense to be successful and to win a lot of football games, you have to run the football. And if you look at any team that's won, whether it's college national championships or Super Bowls, uh, their offense is really good at running the football. Uh, that sets up everything. And um the reason I'm excited about our offense, and we're, we're not where we need to be. We're not where we need to be on defense either or special teams. But what I'm excited about is we, we will be multifaceted. And if we need to run the ball, we can run the ball. If we think uh, we need to pass the ball uh, to put a little more pressure on our opponent, we'll be able to pass the ball. If it's a rainy, cold, wet night like last Saturday night and we need to run it, let's run it. Uh, if it's snowing sideways and we need to run it, let's run it. But, hey, if we have the opportunity to go throw it around and spin it around a little bit, we'll be able to do that too. And that's what I love about uh, our offense, and that's what is very challenging for a defense when you don't know what you're going to get from week to week. And so this weekend, you're going to see a different, you're gonna see a different type of offense. It's not going to be exactly what just happened this last Saturday. And um, that puts a lot of pressure on our opponent's coordinators. All right, Tim Booth, then Softy. Go ahead, Tim. Hey, Jimmy, I feel like I should ask you about DJ's performance at Augusta yesterday instead of football stuff. But um, DT Pan, I, I should have yeah. gave should have gave the shout CT Pan a dog. Congratulations. I think he finished tied for seventh, I believe it was. So CT Pan, if you're out there, I did get to watch you the 2015 U.S. Open um, down at Chambers Bay. Tee off on number 10. Uh, I don't know you, CT, but you're a dog. Congratulations. Sorry. Go ahead, Tim. That's <laughs> good. Uh, you've, you've talked a couple times now, both Saturday night and again today about Dylan avoiding mistakes. Um, 
or not making mistakes at, at the position. I guess I, I know it's not one or the other, but which do you value more in, in one that's going to be able to make plays or one that's not going to make mistakes? It's both. It's both. And I think, and Dylan was able to make some plays. He made some huge plays uh, in the game. You go back and watch that. Uh, it's not about, uh, you know, throwing for 700 yards and eight touchdowns. Um, he made critical uh, plays uh, last Saturday. And uh, the big one was his scramble. His scramble for whatever it was, 15, 16 yards after he saw it wasn't there. And, and, he, and he ran for it and got us to fourth and short. And then, of course, Oregon State had the targeting penalty. But either way, he got us into position to go for it on fourth down. Um, but obviously, they had the penalty, so we got the first down anyway. That's just one of the plays he made. Uh, he was on target with the ball uh, for most of the night. Definitely didn't get helped out with some critical drops uh, that we're trying to correct right now, that we're hoping to correct itself this Saturday. Uh, but in, and then even the ball handling uh, of, our, of our run game, being able to do that crisp and clear in a wet, rainy night and, uh, and have no issues with turning the ball over. Uh, so quarterback's got to be able to limit mistakes and also make plays and command the huddle and be a leader. And Dylan did all those things. It's, it's not perfect. It's his first college football game. It wasn't perfect. And uh, he's got room for improvement, just like I do, and the rest of our team. And that's what we're going to work towards this week. All right, Dave, and then Josh Kirschenbaum. Go ahead, Softy. Jimmy, you say you don't want to talk about any injuries, and you're moving on to Arizona. So let me let me challenge you and test that theory. Is Dylan Morris starting a quarterback against Arizona? I like how you just open it up like that, because then I can I can be very. I I think he is. Yeah, I will see. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I think we did. We released the depth chart yet? I don't even know. We did. Does it say he's starting on there? Okay. So as of Monday today. He is that could change tomorrow that could change Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or maybe Saturday morning. And, and then Jimmy, maybe talk a bit about Arizona, uh, what you see on these guys and kind of what stands out as far as what they do really well. Yeah. So obviously they, if you guys watched the game last week, which we were able to watch it since we didn't play until eight o'clock at night, you know, last Saturday. Uh, so we were able to watch the game in the hotel uh, and made a bunch of notes during that time, you know, uh, so we could ha have even more notes prepared for our game plan, more prepared now. Their quarterback can throw it. Uh, they have a spread attack, a ton of tempo. Uh, it's the same scheme that we faced last year uh, their, with their offense, uh, but now with a quarterback that uh, is is pretty accurate, is very accurate, and can still run with his feet, um, and, he, and he can move the chains. Defensively, they're going to be new. They got some new guys, new scheme. And this is a team that uh, took USC all the way to the brink and, uh, you know, almost had the game won if it wasn't for the heroics of the USC offense in the last uh, 30 seconds of the game. So we're, we're going to be facing a very talented opponent, a very motivated opponent, uh, and we're going to have to play good football and play better football than we did uh, this last Saturday to make sure we get the victory. All right, again, we're going to just take the last five questions here, try to rip through them real fast. Josh Kirschenbaum and then Lars. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, Jimmy, um, just looking at the final stats, uh, Kate Otten got one target. I think it was on the very first drive, and that was the only target going to a tight end all game long. Is that something where you're going to want to see them factoring into the passing game a little more going forward? Yes, great question, Josh. Yes, for sure. Now, here, here's the deal. We're, we're, uh, 
not just going to force the ball to somebody. Our quarterbacks need to go through the progressions. But I agree with you, Josh. Uh, Cade is is one of our best players. Uh, he had an incredible night blocking. Uh, one of the best, probably probably one of the best performances he's had since he's been here. I mean, it was just an impressive, violent, tough uh, blocking night he, he he put on. But yes, we need to get the ball to him. He's a he's a, he's a playmaker, and um, we will definitely have to to correct that here moving forward. But also the way the game was played and, and the way it ended up, uh, we ended up uh, running the ball more down the stretch, obviously. Uh, we didn't need to throw it. Uh, but Cade is one of our best players, and we definitely want to get the ball in his hands. All right, Lars, then Fetters. Go ahead, Lars. Hey, Coach, how are you impressed with um, Timmy Horn's kickoff game? And he only had two touchbacks, obviously. Just, what did you see from him? Yeah, it, Tim had an excellent game. Uh, we got to help him out. Uh, he kicked off really, really well. Uh, was not pleased with our kickoff unit, uh, which were another thing that we're uh, we're trying to correct this week. Our kickoff coverage unit, uh, Tim Horn actually ended up having two tackles, uh, which is not good. Uh, I don't want my kicker tackling. I just want him kicking the ball and watching our guys go tackle. And so we're we're already in the middle of, of correcting that, and and we want to see a big improvement in that department uh, come Saturday. And so again, we are we are not a perfect product. Uh, we're always going to be scratching and clawing, trying to get better, including myself. And um, we're looking forward to making those those corrections and and playing uh, better for for our fans and and for our families and for our team this this Saturday night. All right, Fetters, Varel, then Capel. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, Jimmy. Just uh, wanted your initial impressions on working with John Donovan on the sideline. Obviously, his first time back in the in the under the fire and, and uh, how do you feel like he did in terms of calling the game and dealing with his quarterbacks, especially uh, managing Dylan? Yeah, I think JD did an excellent job of, of, you know, building confidence with our young quarterback, again, playing his first college football game. I know I keep saying that, but uh, that, that's a big moment uh, playing your first college football game, especially at that position. And I think JD did an excellent job of, uh, of keeping him confident, making him successful, uh, not putting them in situations where uh, there's too much stress on him and our offense uh, to, to make mistakes. And um, I think we, we, we definitely kept our opponent off balance and were able to move the chains and possess the ball. So for, for game one, uh, which John Donovan also received a game ball, uh, that was the first game ball I gave out. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, I asked him to come here and implement a new offense and all the things that we've had to deal with, with uh, uh, no spring football and, and not be able to practice and all these things. And uh, he was still able, him and our staff were still able to, uh, to cobble everything together and, and, and trot out there a, a new scheme and a new direction with a, with a freshman quarterback. Uh, so I was really excited about, uh, about what he did. And I think they did an excellent job on Saturday. Things we can still correct again, though. And I know that it wasn't perfect. Uh, I wasn't perfect again. Nobody was. And we're going to we write all those things down. And now we're trying to grow and improve this whole team. This whole building is trying to grow and improve every single day. All right, last two. Mike Varell, then Christian. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Jimmy, obviously you saw Jamar Jefferson last week, and it seems like Gary Brightwell is kind of the same <laughs> type of runner, I guess. How would you describe what makes him dangerous? Yeah, that's a great question, Mike. This dude, this guy's good. This guy's a good football player. 
Um, and what really makes him dangerous is the style of offense. So, you know, last week they're kind of a little similar to us and, and that Oregon State's going to kind of line up and go, okay, here we go. We're packed in here and, and we're going to run the football and we got everybody packed in there as well. Well, this team that we're playing this week is going to be all spread out and you're going to have to defend all these wide receivers, these fast guys out on the perimeter. Uh, and then when you stretch out and put everybody out there, they're going to hand this ball off to this big running back to try to slice through your, your front. Uh, that's probably going to be reduced by a couple of numbers. And so that's the biggest difference in terms of scheme wise, what we're going to see this week. Uh, but he is an excellent runner. He ran really good uh, this last Saturday. Uh, we've that, we got another, uh, we got another really good player on our hands that we have to stop and we got to do better than we did last week. And, and hopefully we make the, those, that growth and improvement in week two. All right. Last question will come from Christian Capel. Go ahead. Hey, Jimmy, what is your confidence level right now that you guys can be explosive in the passing game if, if you need to be, or if you want to be? It's very high. Uh, I've seen it against, uh, you know, I believe which are some of the best DBs in the country that are on our roster. So I've so I've seen it in practice. I've seen it in our training camp. And um, again, we're going to we're going to do whatever we feel we need to do to make sure we win the football game. Um, and so if that means we got to run it. We're going to run it. It means we got to be balanced. We're going to be balanced. We've got to throw it. We got to throw it. We're going to we're going to do what uh, the defense presents itself uh, to where we think there's going to be a weakness. I will say this. We're never going to be air raid Christian. I know we're not going to sit back here and throw the ball over the place for, uh, for no reason. That's not how you win championships. Uh, but um, we have some guys out wide that can go make some plays. I wish they would have pulled a couple of them down this last Saturday, but we're working on improving that. And um, I'm excited to watch this whole team's growth and improvement and for it to show itself on Saturday night.